this edition of The Untold Story, you'll hear a replay of Monday night's Democracy 24 Iowa caucuses coverage, hosted by Martha McCallum and Brett Baer on the Fox News Channel. Let's bring in our panel, Kellyanne Conway and Carl Rove now joining us. Uh, Carl, just your overall take as you look at the night so far? Well, first of all, uh, it looks like we're going to have a very big turnout. Uh, I've been watching the New York Times when we had like 42,000 votes. They said that would be 38 percent of the turnout. We're now at a grand total of about 74,000. And they're saying that's only 32 percent of the turnout, meaning that we'd have we'd beat the previous record of of 2016 of 187,000. Which is pretty amazing, pretty considering amazing. this cold. Pretty this cold. The second thing is, this battle for, for second place is seesawing back and forth. Again, the New York Times keeps doing this little arrow pointing one way or the other, and they just they they, they early on in the evening it was Nikki Haley, then it switched to Ron DeSantis, and two minutes ago it went back to. Nikki I mean, you're Haley. like Brit Hume now. You're citing the New York Times. You're going to go with the bet- betting app. Yeah, well, the sure? betting app. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm going to. The New York Times though is interesting because they're trying to forecast what is left out there. And and you could probably get uh, our man Hammer at the board to show you. But if you look at it, the vote right through now is heavily to the east. And a large part of the west, particularly the northwest part of the state, which is evangelical, is not yet in, which suggests that Donald Trump's number is going to continue to grow. So, Kellyanne, if if the Nikki Haley campaign really needs to get urban centers, suburban communities, Iowa City, University of Iowa, those whole precincts to turn out. Um, there's anecdotal evidence that they really tried to get independents and Democrats to register as Republicans to be a part of this caucus. We don't know what that number is, right. but she's clearly outperforming in that moderate group. Sure. And underperforming among Republicans and the so-called MAGA group, uh, non-college educated evangelicals. Look, this is no way to win a Republican nomination. It's clever. I guess her argument is I'm expanding the party. But um, and she's the one who said, I got to go to New Hampshire so that they can correct what Iowa does. So I guess she'll be there tomorrow. But look, I, I give Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis their due. They're going against the behemoth here, Donald Trump, and they're carving out different different niches. But I think Sandra Smith's data just showed the point, told the tale. If immigration is the number one issue eight years after Donald Trump came to Iowa and was called every name in the book for elevating the issue of immigration and border security, and now it is the number one issue, followed closely by the economy, two, the twin pillars that voters here think Donald Trump could solve again because he did it the first time. I have to ask, though, in all seriousness, what was the purpose of this exercise? if you're Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, but particularly DeSantis. I think he's been a great governor of Florida, but he's basically been a resident of Iowa. They put everything here. His campaign and super PAC have spent nine figures. We spent nine figures against Hillary Clinton in the general election. They have spent nine figures. And yes, if he comes in second or third, it's still a very distant last. And I don't think he'll dominate in any one big group. It shows you that the people who didn't run this time, a lot of senators, people like Mike Pompeo, did the wise thing because you can be there supporting the party, helping these down ballot candidates, helping the eventual nominee and wait until 2028. The Untold Story continues right after this. Carl. 
I would say that, the, that it was good that we have a contest here and it's good that we have future contests as Republicans. Everybody gets to be either a better candidate or worse candidate. And if President Trump is going to be the nominee, better that he go through a contest where he is challenged than to be given a free ride to the nomination. He'll be better for it. And incidentally, how unpredictable are things? The New York Times now says that 84,000 votes represents three quarters of what's likely to come in, which would which would project a hundred and twenty thousand uh, per, person turnout. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're an unknown territory. We're waiting for um, President Trump to come out and uh, give a speech. And we're going to cut away to that as soon as that happens. But but, Carl, with regard to, you know, you think about all the time that DeSantis spent here, right? All the time that Haley spent here. And then you look at some of our voter analysis, which says that the people who voted for President Trump had known all along. Mm-hmm. that this is the way that they're going to go. That's got to be a little heartbreaking uh, for people who've been trying to convince them to go with another yeah. person. Yeah, though, think about, though, what we're saying. We're saying that the selection of the Republican nominee should be decided by the people of one state in an unusual No, absolutely form. not. We're talking about tonight. Right. We're talking about tonight. And the tonight. amount of time and money that's been spent oh, here, yeah. that's oh, what yeah. I'm talking about. And yeah, and think about it. We, both both the, the, second, the, the two contenders for the second place have nearly lived here a uh, and the pre- former president has had, what, 22 events? 24. So, so, now granted, he's the former president. Everybody knows him. He was in and out of the state. It was a battleground state in 2016 and 2020. But I, again, I repeat, I think it is better for the party to have a challenge to the former president than for us to skate into it without. He w- to look at his comments tonight. His comments tonight were the tone of a front runner who's trying to unite the party. I'm honored. I was gratified. I ran against terrific opponents. There was not a mention of bird brain or sanctimonious. It was the kind of tone that people want to see in a candidate in the general election. And we'll see what he says in a few minutes. But lastly, quickly, Kellyanne, the number one issue, according to our voter analysis, is immigration above economy and jobs. And on the issue of immigration, the former president is 63 percent of that group to 17 and 13 for Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. That's staggering. It's staggering, but it's Donald Trump who elevated that issue. It was mired in the low single digits in 2015 when he first started talking about it. He took immigration and trade, and instead of going with the polls and saying, I'm only going to talk about the the issues that are already high in the polls, he made it part of the conversation that people felt about um, the angst that our manufacturing was being shipped overseas, our jobs and our wealth were being shipped overseas, that the American worker was getting screwed, that we don't know who lives here. And now you fast forward Joe Biden's America. He won't call the southern border situation a crisis. His Homeland Security, Mayorkas won't do it. And people know what they see rather than what you say. And look, I think the big loser tonight and the reason there's so much enthusiasm and galvanization around Donald Trump also is because of Joe Biden. And people are looking at how weak and wispy Joe Biden is, and they want strength and sturdiness. They want it in our policies. They want it in our presidency. They want it in our principles. And I, I think the two big winners tonight are, are Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis' consultants, even those who were already fired. Carl, if they're so tight for second, let's just say it finishes really tight, and there's such a big difference between second and the former president, is there any bounce possible for second place? Well, it depends on how it's received in New Hampshire and how the press coverage is. And my sense is if there's a tight race for number two, then we're going to go to New Hampshire and see if there's somebody who emerges as the alternative to Trump. And and in, uh, New Hampshire is going to be far more conducive to 
Haley than it is to DeSantis. Even the DeSantis people have acknowledged that. Thank you all. Thank you all. And thank you for joining us. Uh, it's been a big night. We'll see you next week in New Hampshire. It's been a big week. We look forward to coverage uh, in next week in New Hampshire. That is our Iowa caucus evening. We thank you very much for being with us. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to The Untold Story with Martha McCallum. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Make sure to rate and review. For more podcasts, go to foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.